0: Mardi Gras has many sayings, but the most famous one is "La seize les bons temps Roller. "La seize les bons temps rouler" is a Cajun French saying that means "Let the good times roll."
1: how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Hello, everyone else. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's my sister, Jessica. Yes.
0: And that is my sister, Ingrid.
1: And you're listening to another situation because you are a wonderful human.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just found out my um, my mother-in-law actually listens to our podcast. It made me so happy. So does hi, she, really?
1: Yes. Hi, Jackie. Super excited. Love it. Does she have a favorite episode? I, I didn't ask. <laughs> does, she, does she have any suggestions or critiques? Uh, no, she didn't. I also didn't ask that, but she didn't tell me any either. She probably would suggest that you stop booming your microphone. Did I just boom it? I
0: just moved it closer mm-hmm. to me. Well, yeah, that's what happens boom. when you move it. It mm-hmm. booms. <laughs> I'm not moving it anymore. So can you tell what we're going to talk about? Uh, How well you speak French? (laughs) Definitely not. That was, um, (laughs) seeing it twice in a row, that threw me off. And I I wrote that myself. (laughs) I think saying it once in a row threw you off. Yes, it did.
1: Roller. let Uh, the good times, roll. Okay. Well, my guess is, since I already know what topic you're you're discussing, is Mardi Gras. True, true.
0: Yes. So the reason for this came up. Um, Mardi Gras was actually just a last Tuesday. We're recording a little earlier before it gets released. But me and my kids um, and my in-laws went to a Mardi Gras parade down in uh, a little east of Houston. And it was so much fun. Uh, my daughter got a cat mask. I got an eye mask. We got so many beads. It was just a really cool atmosphere. And then it made me realize I have no idea what Mardi Gras is about. <laughs>
1: And which is strange because I actually was thinking about that as well because I took my kids. Our church always does a Shrove pancake dinner on Fat Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And I was actually thinking. I knew why we did the Shrove dinner, but I did not know what Mardi Gras was. And we also have beads and everything. And I was like, that's really strange that our church is celebrating, you know, debauchery <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that was my extent. like there's a party in new orleans for mardi gras <laughs> that's just crazy
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> people urinate in the streets and <laughs> yeah i just i honestly Blash. thought it was just a reason to party in <laughs> that new orleans right did it <laughs> same so i'm Thank goodness we're ignorant, so that gave us a topic for an episode.
0: It did. And actually, what's kind of crazy is uh, my husband was asking me what Mardi Gras was, and I'm like, oh my goodness, that is exactly what we're covering on the podcast today. <laughs> so did you refer him to listen
1: to the podcast, or did you tell him? I gave him a couple because- a couple cheaters. But because he
0: does not listen. He does not listen at all. <laughs> Very supportive, but he lets Probably- me record. <laughs> Let's get started on Mardi Gras. So this has been happening in France since medieval times. And it's not confirmed, but it probably goes back farther to when Christians and pagans combined holidays. Um, Mardi Gras, which is also called Carnival, uh, is combined with Saturnalia and Lupercalia. Lupercalia we covered last year. Yeah. And uh, Saturnalia... Was that a Valentine's Day thing? It was, yes. Okay. Um, and Saturnalia is uh, around Christmas time, and what they celebrate, the Saturnalia actually is um, back in the Roman times. Uh, it was considered the happiest time of the year. So, um, and it was to celebrate the Saturn. <laughs> the- God, <laughs> the Roman God. Nothing makes you happier than Saturn. <laughs> I know, right? Just the happiest. Because like people would just celebrate. I don't, I don't know. I didn't dig too deep into Saturnalia. Maybe I, I was actually
1: going to ask you. I'm of glad you did dig a little bit. <laughs> of
0: course you But were. You,
1: you answered the only question I was going to have about it. <laughs> oh, okay, fantastic.
0: Um, the largest celebration uh, takes place in Brazil and it actually includes African traditions in that one. So the season, the Mardi Gras season, or carnival, actually starts 12 days after Christmas, which is in the Christian form, um, that's when Epiphany starts. Yep. And uh, so the first Mardi Gras... I knew
1: that because I'm a good little Christian.
0: I didn't know that. And uh, the websites I looked into told me that. Oh, yeah. So my sources, of course, Wikipedia, History.com, National Geographic, and Newsweek are my sources. Uh, so the first Mardi Gras held in the U S there's a little bit of, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, um, is March 3rd, 1699 way back when. Yes. So it falls on the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday, which is also the start of Lent. You good little Christian knew that, uh, fat Tuesday, which is what Mardi Gras actually translates into symbolizes that people would indulge on their favorite fatty foods prior to entering Lent where they would eat fish and fast. In French, Fat Tuesday. um, Oh, yeah, French. The French Mardi Gras is French for Fat Tuesday, is French for Mardi Gras. Okay, so this time, uh, the season of celebration is also referred to, like I said, as Carnival, Carnival, or Carnivale, or some version of that word. Uh, It may have, like I said, it may have stemmed from the Christian holiday Epiphany, because both holidays have a king's cake, which is Mardi Gras. And then Epiphany has a three king's cake. And so for those that don't know what a king's cake is, so a king's cake is you bake a little baby into a cake and everyone takes a slice and whoever gets the baby in their slice is king for a day. So it was kind of to celebrate anything. Um, I actually got a king's cake donut from our one of our uh, salty donuts they have them in orlando and dallas i think austin and they're super delicious and they had a king's cake donut so i got it for my kids to eat yesterday and i was like careful kids don't eat the baby (laughs) there's a baby in there there was no baby in the donut so yeah my kids ripped this donut apart looking for a baby and i was like oh well and then so bobby pretended that he ate the baby and he was king for a day
1: (laughs) no yeah so Two things. Actually, when we had our Shrove pancake dinner, our amazing chef of the day, she has these delicious cinnamon rolls that I try not to eat because you take a bite and you need to eat like 10 of them. They're so good. Mm. But she actually decided to make a sort of a king cake version. So she did a pan of cinnamon rolls and we played bingo to have three winners of the pans of cinnamon rolls but she did not she did not put a
0: baby in there either
1: so (laughs) the other thing is why baby
0: uh it doesn't i've read it a couple different spots um one spot said it was a baby and then another spot said it was like a figurine so i think for some reason it evolved into a baby and it used to just be like a little figure but now it's a baby but and it might be to symbolize jesus that's Uh, what i was wondering yeah okay Okay. I love Jesus. <laughs> he loves you too, Ingrid. <laughs> okay, so these are how some of the countries actually celebrate. In Belgium, it's a three-day carnival of binche or Binch, which takes place on Shrove Tuesday. Why is it called Shrove Tuesday? It's called Shrove Tuesday because Shrove is a current tense, past tense, former tense of Shrive, which means to ask for forgiveness. So Shrove Tuesday became the day of... I'm going to do all these bad things, <laughs> I don't get any to ask for forgiveness. So your Shrove Tuesday is more of a – it's more of a religious thing, I think, than just Fat Tuesday. I mean, Fat Tuesday is a, based in religion, but
1: – It is. It's kind of, uh, I guess, where you – if you were at home, you would take all of the, the gluttonous food and just have this big gluttonous feast on Tuesday, again, like what you were saying mm-hmm. prior to starting Lent to – fast or give up your
0: vices right and there's other reasons too which i will get into later with some of the the different countries so in belgium they wear the, the performers wear costumes and when it initially started they would throw oranges um at the crowd i don't know what oranges symbolizes or anything but it was and oranges. then they turned into beads <laughs> i don't know um and they use their national colors of red black and yellow the Czech Republic, they call it Mausupust, which is meat fast. In Germany, they call it Carnival, Fasching, or Fastnacht, which is Eve of the Fast. And it's celebrated for two weeks prior to Ash Wednesday. And then Mardi Gras in Germany is actually called Schmutziger Donnerstag, which is Greasy Thursday, or Fetter Donnerstag, which is Fat Thursday. So they do it on Thursday instead of Tuesday.
1: Again, Craig's mad at you.
0: I know. Um, they also call it Unsinger Dog, Weber Fastnack, and Greensentag. They use up – okay, so this is the part that I was going to tell you. They use up the remaining winter swords of lard and butter to be consumed before the fasting begins. So they use like all their winter supplies that they had and, and they use they eat it up. Oh, my gosh. My stomach just growled. <laughs> Mm, okay. <laughs> I guess Is it because of the lard? <laughs> I don't know. No butter. I said lard and butter. It was probably because no. of the butter. <laughs> okay,
1: quick. You have to tell your, your butter story. Sure, no,
0: nope. Moving on. So uh, yeah, Okay. Wait, 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 wait.
1: No, somebody
0: has to hear it.
1: Jessica, when she was younger, used to eat butter. And I think we may have actually told this on, on our podcast before, but she would like in the morning you'd get up and i don't know say go butter your t- go to butter your toast and you, you would find <laughs> <laughs> giant giant bite marks it's not like she would even take a spoon and scoop a <laughs> spoonful out of the butter she would actually go take a bite usually in the middle of the butter stick there would just be a giant bite in the middle of it
0: mm mm-hmm. yeah I blame restaurants for making butter look like ice cream in the ice cream dish, and I always thought it was ice cream. Yeah. Okay, now that you shared that, thank you. I'm going to move on to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> you such a butt. Okay. All right, so in Italy, it's called Martetti Grasso, which means Fat Tuesday, the main day of Carnival, along with uh, Giovetti Grasso, which is Fat Thursday, and the most famous uh, Carnivals, Carnavales are in Venice, Via Reggio and Ivera. Oh yeah, they call it Carnivale. So in Venice, they wear masks called bautas and they actually cover the whole entire face. Like there's no opening for the mouth, which is I feel like I was suffocating if I did that. And others wear uh the plaque, plaque doc. Oh, plaque. Oh my gosh, that's a typo. Um, and then other masks that they wear are the plague doctor masks, not plaque. <laughs> Whoops, that's a typo. <laughs> what? So,
1: <laughs> number one. So was it to cover their mouth to symbolize
0: like not eating afterward? I didn't dig into the the origin of the Baustas. But the, I think it was just okay. masks. And so, like, the, the plague mask is, is also popular. The one with the long nose, you know. <laughs> or plaque. If you have lots of plaque in your teeth, you want to cover your mouth. <laughs> it, it, it doubles. It doubles, It has a double. <laughs> <laughs> Two uses. So, in Sweden, it is fetis doggen when fast bull is eaten which is also called semia, and it's a traditional sweet roll, which is where I think cinnamon rolls come into because the donut that my kids had was a cinnamon roll. So I think King's Cake might be a cinnamon roll. Um, and so this name comes from Fett, which is fat in Swedish, and Teasdag, which is Tuesday. In the U.S., the French Catholic Lemoine brothers founded it in Louisiana. However, it may have been founded in Mobile first, which I will get into later. There were two brothers. There was Pierre Lamonnier de Iberville and Jean Baptiste Lamonnier of Bienville. An expedition was led by Pierre and they made camp on present day New Orleans. On March 3rd, 1699, they named it Pointe du Mardi Gras in honor of the holiday, which is Mardi Gras Point. In 1827, a group of students wore bright, colorful <laughs> I wrote consults, <laughs> costumes or bright, colorful costumes and dance to the stress, dance through the streets. Oh, my gosh, there's so many typos, which is what they saw when they were in Paris. So 10 years later, the first New Orleans parade occurred and still continues to this day. So New Orleans parade started in 1827. In 1857, a secret society named the Mystic Crew of Comus had marching bands and floats. Crews were a main contributor to the Mardi Gras parade in New Orleans. Rex is one of the oldest crews and has been participating since 1872 and established the New Orleans Mardi Gras colors as purple, gold, and green, which is, I think, we see most commonly. Uh, prior to Comus, prior to the Comus crew, parades were irregular and unorganized. They are arranged by the Catholic Creole community. In 1991, the New Orleans City Council required social organizations to certify publicly that they did not discriminate against race, religion, gender, disability, or sexual orientation. So they had to um, affirm that they do not discriminate in order to get a parade permit. The crews Comus, Momus, and Proteus withdrew from parading instead of integrating. Two federal courts later decided it was unconstitutional infringement of the First Amendment rights of free association and intrusion of privacy. However, the crew of Comus actually never resumed parading after that. Comus started when six Anglo-Americans got together and they recruited other businessmen until the group, the crew grew to 30 to 40 people. Three of these men... Um, created the Carnival Carnival Society, which was to be more formal and organized in the Creole parades. Their name was inspired by John Milton's Lord of Misrules mask, Comus. They were also influenced by the Cowbellion de Rockin Society, which started in 1830 in Mobile, Alabama. Rex Comus Momus histories have um, ties to white supremacy, specifically New Orleans White League. So the Mystic Crew, which uh, I talked about, they came about in 1857, they guarded the identities of its membership and the privacy of its activities other than the parade, perhaps even more than the other carnival organizations subscribing to the traditional code of secrecy. Legend has it that admittance to the Mystic Crew's ball was so highly sought after that a group of uninvited ladies formed a flying wedge and (laughs) attempted to force their way into the Comus ball. (laughs) In other years, uninvited persons have tried to beg, buy, or steal invitations to the ball. Even after the mystic crew of Coma's ball is over, like they don't have it anymore. The invitations are prized by collectors. They're both rare and uncommonly beautiful. And actually, if you go to Wikipedia, they have all of the invitations uh, to the balls on there. Yeah, it's so many. Like, There's no way we can post all these on social media. So if you're curious, go to the Mystic Crew of Comus Wikipedia website to see all the invitations. Uh, The Mystic Crew of Comus also originated another carnival tradition, which is called the meeting of the courts, quote unquote. The practice originated in 1882 when Rex... Uh, who has the king of Carnival, Rex is one of the crews, and his queen paid a formal visit to the throne of Comus. This ritual meeting eventually evolved into the symbolic conclusion of the Mardi Gras season, which is a practice which continues to this day. However, so um, the Cowballon de rockin', rockin', um goes back to Mobile. So Mobile's Mystics is what... New Orleans crews were based on. That was the name of their crew. Uh, that's Crews in New Orleans are equivalent to mystics in Mobile. So they would build colorful floats, create costumes, and also have elaborate balls known as ball mosques, which are masquerade balls. They have a strict dress code, and it is by invitation only. Mobile also has a carnival museum. The first carnival society was a... Both Grass Society, which is at Ox Society, Cowbell and De Rocken was the first formally organized masked mystic society in the U.S. to celebrate with a parade in 1830. They also introduced horse-drawn floats. The Strikers Independent Society was formed in 1842 and is the oldest surviving mystic society in the U.S. So um, what the... The day, um, supposedly in 1703, um, the first Mardi Gras was held in Mobile, but I saw conflicting reports about the um, the brothers, Pierre and uh, jean Baptiste. is that they stopped in Mobile first and celebrated Mardi Gras there and not actually in New Orleans. So most of the things I read, it was in New Orleans. However, some say that it was in Mobile, but Mobile actually has a carnival museum, which if I had known that, I totally would have gone. So here are 10 things to know about Mardi Gras. Uh, Some of these I already covered. The origins are traced to ancient times, Lupercalia and Saturnalia. It goes by many different names. Shrive means to confess, hence Shrove Tuesday. Fat Tuesday means you get to eat all the fatty foods. It's also called Pancake Day. And so you couldn't have milk, fat or eggs. So Christians would make pancakes and gorge on them. Uh, the crews do the floats. Each crew has royal court. Rex is an all male crew. Zulu is an all black organization. And their most famous crew king was Louis Armstrong. And then, yeah, uh, whoever gets the baby from the king cake is king for a day. And then here it says the oldest Mardi Gras is in Mobile. So again, it's really conflicting. I found this interesting. 2.5 million pounds of Mardi Gras waste is created each year. Yeah, so much. And then um, – oh, yeah. So, another – also, customers, Huh? Like, In New where Orleans. Just New Orleans. Yeah. Whoa. I know. And so, like, what they would do, um, what New Orleans would do is, like, they would send, I think it was, like, 900 tons or I don't know. They'd send a certain amount each day so it wasn't overwhelming all at once. So the costumers, the people that dress up for Saturnal or for Mardi Gras, were well, they were inspired by Saturnalia, which had people wear masks so they could act out of their oh, that's why. So they could act out of their social order. So they could, you know, do mischief. And so Saturnalia was for Saturn, also funds around Christmas time, which is the happiest time of the year, according to old Romans. So that is um mardi gras and the cruise and kind of how it started there's uh that's what i found it's kind of short but there's not much very, more besides what i just shared very interesting though yeah i agree and like i think, like these secret societies like it makes me anything or that's a secret and doesn't share that i'm always intrigued by that so i wonder what it takes to become a member
1: well, and what else
0: did they do? Well, they threw the balls, the masquerade but, I mean, balls.
1: But what else?
0: I don't know. <laughs> it's a secret.
1: But, but usually you have, like, you know, there's a little bit leaked out of,
0: like, what these secret societies do. I I couldn't. I took a deep dive into the Mystic crew. Uh, not the Mystic crew. Yeah, the Mystic crew in New Orleans, and I couldn't find... Everything was just – it was super secretive. I couldn't find anything. That's what they did. That's so weird. Yeah. It seems like their main goal was to do the floats and take over the celebration to make the celebration more organized than what it was. Because before people would just – when the um, Creole Catholics would do it, they would just – people would just walk through the street. And, um, like, there weren't floats. Like, it was just – it was a parade, but it wasn't – as organized, and then I think like the timing of it was always different, so that's yeah. why that's why the crew started. But I'm sure the crews had different motives as well. Hmm.
1: So then it it's pretty much just like an exclusive party planning agency,
0: <laughs> parade float agency. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but some of the like uh, each Mardi Gras has a theme. Which I also didn't know. And so if you go to that, if you go to Wikipedia page, it has the theme of all the Mardi Gras from the past year or past year, past like the past. Very cool. I
1: know. Well, thank you for all that information. That was lovely. You're so welcome. Would you like me to speak with
0: a French accent? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Short and sweet and to the point.
1: Okay, well, let's do some bees. Mm, be mystic. Be an exclusive party planner. <laughs>
0: don't be racist. That was a part of it. Don't be unilingual. <laughs> One, oh. <laughs> are you making fun of me? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I don't. Okay, Well au revoir. D- don't be an over consumer of butter. <laughs>
0: Try to control your Mardi Gras waste. Goodness. Don't be wasteful. Don't be wasteful. Okay. Let the good times roll. We're,
1: we're getting awfully preachy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. <laughs> but that's it. So, so thanks for listening, everybody. Au revoir. Au revoir. Bonjour. Au revoir. Adios. Mm. Goodbye. Goodbye. If you'd like to reach out to us or submit your situation, please contact us at another situation podcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at another situation podcast. We're also on Facebook at another situation. Another Situation is produced and
1: edited by Point Five Pinoy. Music is written and performed by Tim Crow.